0: Carolyn, just to confirm, you're pro- you pronounce your last name Grimes, right? Yes. Okay, cool.
1: Like Scrimmage. Elon Musk, <laughs> his girlfriend.
0: Really?
2: Yeah, Grimes. That's who Elon Musk fucks. Huh. <laughs> she, she, she got into a fight with Azalea Banks. That's hot oh my water. god, yes. <laughs>
0: yeah. yeah, she did. That's interesting. I didn't and know Azalea
1: that. Banks is like, I've been staying at elon musk's house for like the
2: past she five sn- days she snuck into elon musk's house and was just staying there like living like, like, in the wall you, you guys
1: asked me to have a three-way and no 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 no, no like, yeah and then the she i think fuck? she was
2: one who dropped the ball on like that elon musk like does drugs but like he doesn't let his employees do it she was like the first one to actually like drop that
3: Yeah. Oh, shit. <laughs> Shocker.
1: Yeah. yeah, she was
2: stalking them. Azalea
1: Banks always like combines incredible gossip that no one else would ever get you with, with like just uh and and, and I say this tentatively, but just the craziest shit ever all the time. Mm-hmm. automatic th- fave for sure. I am uh, not a fan, but oh, I do I throw back. I do throw back to her. Um, I don't know, what was it, like a Snapchat story of her cleaning out this closet where she had been sacrificing sacrificing chickens?
2: chickens. (laughs) Yeah. What the
1: fuck? And she's just like, like, hey! In her New New York City apartment. Hey! just cleaning and she, you know, got goggles See and behind goggles. her is just like blood feathers and blood matted everywhere and she's hey y'all, just cleaning on Saturday or whatever. She's <laughs> like,
2: real witch stuff.
1: Uh, <laughs> Illuminati. Jesus <Jeez, laughs> Christ. And then she got really pissed off because people obviously freaked yeah, out. Yeah, like PETA
2: freaked out, obviously. But yeah. like yeah. also like general people in society. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: Who so like, aren't like fucking <laughs> psychopaths. <laughs> right, <'cause> and, <laughs> yeah, no, so, it, so in her mind, I suppose, it becomes came like a religious persecution thing huh. yeah and and that's how you get
0: them. You know, <laughs> <laughs> just so you guys know, I'm. If you want one of these, I'm not gonna drink them all.
2: Okay, I'll probably probably drink a, a summer shandy so if you want to just like pass it over. Yeah, here. for sure. I don't have my um, line o- or my bottle opener because okay.
0: you don't. You don't need one. They're off Okay, because mm-hmm. I
2: took, like, I took my a million no. people just handed bottle openers. <laughs> <laughs> I guess <if laughs> I one, have one. I, them, was I like, have one in my ready. print yesterday, but um, I took it out for Game of Thrones because we were drinking Heineken.
0: <laughs> all right. Well, we should probably get started. Hello and welcome to State of the Revolution, the Michigan Progressive Podcast. Uh, I'm Benjamin Klawn. On our panel tonight, we have uh, Matthias Matias Bremer. Hello. We have Allie Gonzalez.
4: Hello.
0: We have Zachary Reinhardt. Hello. And Carolyn Grimes joining us for the first time.
4: Hey! Hey, Zay Lempron, I'm so happy to be here. Also i nervous
0: going to be fine. Um, so, uh, to, as we tape this, it is Monday, May 13th, and thank you for joining us this week. Uh, if you live in the state of Michigan, you pay the highest auto insurance rates in the country. In fact, the, uh, the average... Annual premium in Michigan is almost twenty seven hundred dollars. If you live in Detroit, you pay almost twice that. Yeah. Uh, and so last week, uh, the both chambers of the Michigan Legislature passed bills uh, that claim to reform Michigan's auto insurance, uh, no fault insurance uh, system. Uh, but Gretchen Whitmer isn't having it. Mm-hmm. She does not believe that the, the either bill goes far enough.
1: No <laughs> you know how it
4: actually- how people have cheaper auto insurance though, if undocumented folks could get driver's licenses. Really? Everyone's auto insurance rates would go down because everyone could have car insurance in theory. Hmm. Yeah. I mean folks would still drive dirty, but there's like
2: Yeah, I honestly I argument. basically the only time that I had insurance was when uh they would not let me take my car off the lot unless I had insurance. Um I must have gotten like I must have paid like three like, you know, insurance like uh, driving without insurance tickets. In my whole like, driving history, just because I, it was just, it was literally cheaper to pay the tickets than it was to have insurance, mm. <laughs> especially under 25. Now I'm like, you know, 25, my fiance's 26, you know, we've, we always drive with insurance and we have a baby. Um, but yeah, when I was fucking 19, I, I was always taking back roads everywhere. Because I didn't
0: have insurance, it was too expensive. Yeah, I have, well, you know, I have insurance because the uh, the credit union lien on my car, my car loan requires that I have it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, it's also state law. Um
5: but <laughs> <laughs> <Let them end. laughs> I, think
3: you, I think you like tell that like uh our insurance uh is a problem, the fact that we have like seven day insurance, you know, especially <laughs> people that go get like proof of insurance to prove it to the state and then let it lapse because they yeah. fucking can't afford it, and like it's like a known practice to use that like everywhere, so
1: I love that because that reminds me of these um temporary marriages that they made legal in Saudi Arabia for people on Hajj because, you know, oh, okay, because mm-hmm, they can't fuck unless they're married. And so they would allow people to get like a temporary marriage. It's like, OK, well, you'll be married for a week. And so then they would go on Hajj and just like fuck and it would be legal and everything's good. And then, you know, when they're done, they're like, OK, well, we're not married anymore. Uh, See ya. Yeah. <laughs> wow. That's yeah. An interesting I mean, you loophole. just get to be
4: like, I divorced me three times. That's like... Christian marriage,
2: too, right? Yeah, I know. Anyway, 80% of people who
4: get deported get deported, like enter deportation proceedings because they fail to be able to provide a police officer a driver's license. Then they get arrested for driving without a license, and then you get taken to county, and then that county works with ICE, and then you get turned over. And ICE will follow people, and cops will follow people across uh, Sanctuary City County lines. So, like, the cops and Border Patrol. Will follow you like over into Grand Ledge so that the county jail that you get taken to is one that cooperates with ICE. Hmm. And then we will get handed off.
3: Yeah, and it sucks because Michigan, with being so close to the Canadian border, pretty much our entire state is uh, engulfed within ICE jurisdiction.
5: It yeah, is the it's entire all, state, is a border. The entire story. state
4: is considered within the 100 mile radius. It's fucking so stupid. Mm-hmm. Anyway, licenses para todos and we would uh, save a couple of bucks on our car insurance. <laughs>
3: yeah and I mean we also had to like get rid of like the the indiscriminate like uh, redlining that's happening mm-hmm. like, like basically like you can if you have bad credit and are poor and you live in Detroit I think Rashid Tlaib uh, pointed this out um, <clears throat> if you're poor in Detroit uh, and you have nothing on your record you'll end up paying more than somebody who has a high credit score and uh, a driving law intoxicated. so you can have a perfect record and poor credit and you're deemed uh, more of a hazard than somebody who's been caught drinking and driving. So I mean, the it's it's ridiculous.
2: You would con- you would think that poor people drive safer because they can't afford to fix their car if something were to happen to them. Like. Or the
3: tickets that they'll get from an accident. Oh you
0: know?
2: uh, right, I mean, but I mean, I guess whatever whatever works.
0: Right. Well, Republican lawmakers are trying to lower insurance rates by uh, allowing drivers to opt out of the existing requirement for unlimited personal injury protection. Um, and it allows, uh, it includes language allowing for the Department of, Sur- of Insurance and Financial Services to set rules preventing non-driving factors from determining insurance rates, something that uh, Whitmer thinks should just be a thing, period. Like, right. just, just do not allow uh, insurance companies to uh, include those factors well, in setting
1: fabulous rates. Re- fabulous reason to veto it. Yeah. I mean, wait,
4: <laughs> wait, wait. Can you Is that what the bill package proposes? Because here's what I know. All I know is that the Michigan, both chambers, passed this fucking legislation at 2 a.m. on Thursday. So Thursday, my legislative advocacy day that I've been planning for five ass months with my organization, we went and almost all of our representatives canceled meetings or had us meet with chief of staff because none of them came into work at all. The The only person who was at work that day that I saw was representative Sarah Anthony. So shout out to her for actually coming to work and being there at 9 a.m. She was the only (laughs) one. Um, It was really just her and a handful of others, and everyone else just had us meet with their chief of staff. So it ruined my driver's licenses (laughs) for all legislative day. (laughs) And I'm salty because don't care that much about auto insurance so what is the bill package say
0: (laughs) (laughs) well uh like i said it um allows drivers to opt out of the existing requirement for unlimited personal injury protection um and mandates uh rate reductions for five years based on coverage level
2: now, where does where does the governor actually see that this is lacking? Like, what is it exactly that she's hoping to see included in this, so that she would wouldn't veto it, or that you know she wouldn't be making statements? She hasn't said the word like veto necessarily. No, but she said, she's said she's that it ain't going yeah, yeah,
0: Um Well, the main thing that I read, okay. of mm-hmm. Michigan government, Uh I didn't, I wasn't able to find many details on what her specific issues with the bills were. Just namely that she wants them to prevent insure insurance companies from using non-driving factors to set rates um
4: yeah i get like a I don't smoke discount and i don't have the heart to tell them that i do in fact <laughs> <smoke>.
6: <laughs> <laughs>
2: it's been so long since i've like even i've had to like get insurance for myself like for one i haven't had a car in a really long time and for two and i did um our insurance you know was through my in-laws and so, like, I don't know what you have to even go through. Well, I mean,
3: like, for instance, at this table, two out of five people at this table will pay more in auto insurance. I'm sure you Does can guess why. Is it me and Ben? No, it's not you and Ben. Oh.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Women.
3: Women pay oh, more I, in auto I insurance. Shit, like I know you
2: are talking
4: about people of like,
3: color. Like, like I did song, it So, <laughs> yeah. like, uh, yeah, I mean, like, there's, there's plenty of factors like that. Marital status. If you're single, you pay more than somebody who's married what yeah. oh man May, just, like, May, man, credits, i'm gonna get
2: insurance next week. credit
3: score um
2: age yeah that's bad my credit um, yeah my
3: credit score is so bad. like i mean there's just like a number of factors that have nothing to do with how you drive that mm-hmm. they try to base your auto insurance
4: whether on. whether or not you have an advanced degree
3: mm-hmm.
4: wow yeah wow.
3: really yeah so it's like really classist like mm-hmm.
4: and yeah
3: sexist and- well
0: uh, <laughs> michigan attorney general dana Nessel is unhappy with these uh bill packages as well uh, because she says that it undermines her ability to prosecute uh, auto insurance fraud, uh, she had set up a uh, like a special unit dedicated towards prosecuting uh, auto insurance fraud uh, last year, and this bill would eliminate the unit that she created um, because basically it creates a special task force within the Michigan State Police, which apparently does not have prosec- prosecutorial. Prosecutorial? Yeah, Prosecutorial. Thank you, Carolyn. <laughs> <laughs> <Authority. laughs> <Authority>. Prosecutorial. <laughs> sorry.
2: Yes. But yes, I hear what mm-hmm. you're saying.
3: And then, so I mean, I like, basically it. the Republicans are saying you can opt out of the um, unlimited coverage for, like, health problems. So, like, basically you get into a car accident and you have, like, mm-hmm. extremely high medical bills. Mm-hmm. Right now, the insurance companies are forced to pay that and everyone is forced to basically sign underneath that. So what they're trying to do is get rid of that, which basically means, like, yeah, your rates are going to go down, but if you have an accident, they get to cover less. The insurance mm-hmm. companies don't have to pay out. And you're still
2: paying as much, if not more.
3: Yeah, well, I mean, and, and you might pay a little bit less, but it's going to be for five years. And, and, I mean, all of the experts that have analyzed this have said that it's not going to reduce rates to the point where they need to be reduced.
4: Please
1: right. reattach no more than two limbs... Right. In this accident. Because, yeah, Mm -hmm. because if you were
2: to take that off, I mean, it it sounds like, you know, like, the difference between, like, full coverage and, like, PLPD is basically, you know, like, you can get full coverage or you can get PLPD, which is supposed to be, like, cheaper, but it covers less. But Mm -hmm. I feel like you're literally, like, playing with your life. Mm-hmm. By being like, I can just, I would rather um, break my neck and then have to pay like a through the roof, like hospital bill potentially, yeah, um, than pay more for my insurance. And well, it's like, you shouldn't we, have to make those sacrifices if
4: you have health insurance, if you're like fucking blessed enough, mm-hmm. and currently scamming capitalism in a way that affords you health insurance, wouldn't you, isn't that the like body of people that would want to opt out of car? health insurance, which car health insurance has never made sense to me anyway, because why, <laughs> how, how did we allow, how did we allow our health insurance companies to be like, actually, we cover you up until the point that you get in this car accident, and then that's going to be someone else.
2: Right, um, like, I don't think the Geico Gecko should be the person <laughs> who's, like, looking over my, like, injuries.
0: Well, this is, this is another reason why we need to pass Medicare for all. Yeah. Yes. Right? Yes. Yeah, because
3: then you don't have that problem. Car insurance is literally what it should be, is car insurance. Yeah. Like people insurance.
0: Mm-hmm. So.
3: Point?
0: Well, uh, moving on to the next story that we're talking about, just last Tuesday, uh, the city of Denver, Colorado, became the first uh, the first city in the entire country to decriminalize or effectively decriminalize magic mushrooms. How? Gross pretty groovy. <laughs>
2: I don't do drugs and I know that that oh, sounds like yeah, I don't like do I'm, drugs either. I know it sounds like I'm joking. Uh um, do tone. Uh I don't do drugs. I, do. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I think that it's great though um because, you know, it's the first step in starting to like reduce the stigma around a, um a, a drug like psilocybin which they, you know, people keep saying that there are actual, you know, like a medical um benefits to this drug you know Mm -hmm. so with medical marijuana that was a big thing like there are benefits Mm -hmm. to people who have chronic pain who have this and that um and now we're seeing it with psilocybin i know that one is um treatment resistant depression um which is awesome i know that it's also used for the treatment of um consistent and uh basically um like horrible migraine pain yeah yeah,
3: yeah. so
2: and it's not like you know you get you start getting a migraine you take a mushroom you lay down really still in a dark room it's like you take magic mushrooms and for six months you're basically not gonna get it at all yeah my fiance suffers from horrible debilitating um migraines it'd be great to see him not have to pay you know out of the nose for things like furacet or you know other like uh migraine medication for him to be able to just take something um, Like, Silas even maybe in a pill form, and he's going to be good, and he only has to do it once every six months or, you know.
1: Right, which leads to the next problem, which is paying out the nose for, like, a and psilocybin tablet that's right. like, you know, the next generation of miracle drugs. Right. Um, but it is really wonderful to see that people are doing this because there is, you know, a tremendous amount of um, medical benefit and especially mental health benefits that can come from uh, psychedelic drugs in general, as well as, you know, other, you know, other medical research that could be done with things that are scheduled right now that can't be because of the processes that are, you know, just make it absolutely impenetrable for academics to, you know, study. Right. Like, for, for people to study marijuana prior to this huge cultural shift that's happened in the last decade, oh my God, you have to go through so many loops. Um, hoops and loops. Um, <laughs> but, but what I wanted to say is that um, I think that it's really wonderful because there are these uh, psychoanalysts and psychiatrists who have been doing uh, studies with LSD and with mushrooms for a very long time. And I remember reading about... Um, some of these a uh a man named Stanislav Grof who I forget the nationality of but um in high school I'm thinking like damn this is so crazy this will totally never happen but man what if it was legal to like you know you go in and you're given a prescription like oh okay yeah you come to the clinic like the first week of every month and you know you're dosed with mushrooms or lsd or whatever or you know maybe they give you like a bottle it's like oh take this once a month blah 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 right and bam that's just the normal thing and uh you know i think that normalizing drugs is a a good thing because i think everyone should be able to do crack um but in a, in a more real way, my dad
4: agrees with that. <laughs> do you know that jabuki young white joke about how he saw like a stockbroker in his like fancy biker shorts doing crack on the New
2: York subway?
5: <laughs> I, love
2: that. I Well, you well you know it goes back to Portugal. Portugal did kind of drugs, and, exactly. you know th- their drug rates actually kind of dropped, mm-hmm. and um they have a they would have a better analysis of um what their citizens are using because since it isn't an underground sort of thing, you know, um it's in the light, and they're like look, our people just aren't doing drugs. It's just not cool to do these things anymore. Yeah. And it's not to say that people aren't doing drugs in Portugal. They just don't have epidemics like we do here. So I think that, yeah, we have to start reducing the stigma on certain drugs. And like drug use, I think that it's, you know, kind of stupid. Like like I said, I, I don't do drugs. I haven't smoked pot since I was 18. But, you know, I think that it's great that it's starting to become decriminalized in so many places. And I'm hoping that as we start to further and we, we're moving into, you know, things like, <sighs> magic mushrooms and stuff like that. Once we start reducing the stigma, then we can start introducing decriminalization, and then we can get into prison reform so that we can get rid of the people in prison who don't deserve to be there for nonviolent drug off- offenses. Yes. Right, right. Like, I think
4: the I think the pro-drug arguments, like, that's all great and dandy, but what excites me is the, like, tax-based revenue opportunities of drug legalization are massive, and I mm-hmm. don't think that we can have a conversation about... Uh, narcotic legalization without talking about reparations because Mm. black indigenous and latinx people this has been the cornerstone of keeping the immigration and criminalization systems what they are for so long yeah and and on the other hand like the revenues from legalized weed we've already seen be like so obnoxious that like lawmakers don't even know what to do with it so I think we Mm -hmm. have a real opportunity to have a conversation about reparations. I'm absolutely huge on reparations I'm extremely extremely for reparations. I think there's arguments to be had about what types of reparations in terms of personal versus institutional versus Mm -hmm. governmental versus private entity reparations but the fact that we are still not talking about reparations in a serious way in 2019 is absolutely ridiculous and I would really like to see some of these states that are having progressive and drug reforms start to have intentional serious conversations about reparations for marginalized yeah. people yeah I, Absolutely. I don't think
0: i don't think that we should be talking about legalizing marijuana like until we're talking about like expunging the records right. of everyone Absolutely. who's been thrown in jail for it like or at least we we shouldn't we shouldn't be talking about giving licenses to businesses to legally sell these things without you know and allow them to fucking profit off of it before we are expunging the records of people who've been thrown in jail for yeah, it because that I mean, a step
4: that we need corporations who are getting these licenses, the people who are applying for them, people who have been formerly incarcerated for marijuana crimes to be prioritized in the receiving of licenses and in the employment um, by these corporations. And we need specialized loan programs that are re-entry programs to help um, former drug, quote-unquote, criminals uh, begin their entrepreneurial endeavors and pursuits.
3: Right. I think uh, Cynthia Nixon, when she ran for uh, governor of New York, said that... uh, the the only way that she would go through with like a legalization bill is if uh the first couple people to um be able to run dispensaries were people like you said that were formerly incarcerated and uh, I mean it was kind of it was somewhat thrown as a joke but kind of somewhat real and she's like I mean these people they have a resume for it like they yeah. they literally have like they they know what they're doing like they know how to run a business you just incarcerated them for it
2: because yeah, it wasn't like a business I... you yeah
3: respected or like obviously it's so.
2: exactly and i th- I wanted to talk about that like you know um People in, like, Colorado who are making, like, big money off of um, marijuana now, a lot of them are, like, these, like, white people, um, like, even, like, suburban moms who are doing this, and it's, like, you know, kind of, like, a la Genji Cohen's Weeds, and it's, like, very cool and gentrified now. Um, But, I you know, I remember in school (laughs) all the time so many people. uh, My last year in high school I did um, alternative education before I graduated, and so many people that were in there were um, kids who, like, may have dropped out because they had gotten arrested and they were in juvie, you know, or any number of reasons. But I remember like all of the kids who did deal dope or who were dealing like Addy and whatever, they were just so fucking good at uh, at math. And they can do that simple math in their head. And I know that that's something that's played on a lot. Like, everyone is you know, smart. Everyone has an area where they're really, really smart. And it'd be great to see kids in like our communities who are good at math and uh, who would be able to go forth and sell drugs and use those skills, but be looked at with the respect that the mothers and these like rich, affluent Mm -hmm. white people in Colorado the same level of respect and dignity that they're getting, like the kids who go to Eastern. Or like fucking
3: John Boehner for instance, you know? Yeah, what the fuck? It's like fucking I've made a 360 on the issue Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) I mean just completely I mean like people that have spent... There's no, like, you know, uh, I think that not only should people that have been incarcerated for this uh, be the first to get dispensaries, but if you were part of locking people up for this, you should be the last people to get a dispensary. Like, John Boehner should never be allowed to even work in the weed industry, ever. I think for his role in the criminalization of it. That whole
1: situation that you just mentioned is exactly why I fucking detest Kamala Harris so much, because she... you know she's around now like oh you know we really need to do something about marijuana you know like the incarcerated is a bitch you were the one that was going after people with dime bags trying to get the most draconian and punitive sentences to make examples of like people who you know are like scraping to make a meager living
2: Right, um,
1: right and to turn around and then be like Oh, yeah, you know, I smoked a, a joint listening to Snoop Dogg in high school. <laughs> Back in
2: 1968.
6: Yeah. God. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, it, it, the yeah, the only thing that Kamala
2: Harris like hasn't flip flopped on um, since her bid has been her politics on Israel. Um, she, Good for her. That's literally Good it. for her. She is still as determined um, to troll children in Palestine. Like, that is it. Everything else, like now she's like pro weed, now she's, she's like the, prison reform, she's all, the all mad these queen. things. Right? Yeah. right, but Israel, she's like now we got a firm stance on our relationship. Like, yeah, with no, Israel. that that I
1: will not flip on.
2: Yeah, she's not willing to do that so to take it to michigan
4: policy i mean we don't have the legalization of psychedelic mushrooms but we do we're on the precipice of recreational marijuana implementation on the statewide level Mm -hmm. and i think the two largest things largest barriers to having like some serious criminal justice reform efforts i mean i want reparations to be on the table but on the political landscape as it stands right now they're not in michigan (laughs) but there are criminal justice reform efforts so there's all your listeners can just like contact Lara with some angry letters, like the good moral oh. clause box, which uh, requires people who, in order to like get receive licenses from Lara, like any type of license, like cosmet- cosmetology licenses, a bunch mm-hmm. of other licenses, um, they have to like pass this like good moral clause situation, which is like bullshit and doesn't allow like uh, felons and people who've served time. It's like
1: they ask you the the two train
2: track. Ethical question.
4: What, what is the name of that ethical question?
2: I don't know. I just watched Something. The Good Place, but, but yeah. <laughs> oh, I love that show. Uh,
4: but the other one is that the amount of money that you have to put in to be considered for licenses at this point—you need five hundred thousand to a million dollars in minimum. liquidity. Minimum. 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 So in liquidity.
2: All, all liquidity. I, I not That asset. Yeah. Like, I literally. <laughs> It will never happen in my lifetime type of thing. Like, Mm. I'm, like, just being realistic. Like, I'm never going to see those figures. Yeah. Most people,
4: most caregivers who have been providing for the last, like, decade. Right. Um... So yeah, it's such it's really just so like external state money, largely from Colorado, can come in and take over, and none of these very few of these licenses are being issued to Michiganders or what love people. It's really quite fucked up because they and they they shut down all those all of the dispensaries that actually
1: were doing well. And now, you know, they get to fucking come in and bulldoze everyone. Corporate has it. Especially, like, when you consider, like,
2: like, all the kids that, like, we went out, like, you know, me and you and Ben, like, we went to high school with. So many kids that, like, did, uh, like, smoked pot specifically or who even sold pot um, that we knew and never got caught, had, like, had the, like, you know, fine privilege of never being caught. They did open up dispensaries. And they were like, hey, like, we can do this, like, a very legal way. This is really easy. This is something that I'm, like, interested in. You know, um, the lifestyle that I'm living, it makes it perfect, perfect job for me and they just got shut down and it's like uh, people are of course going to just keep selling it on you know a a virtual black market yeah because uh there's no legal way it's all this just the stigmatization of people who use drugs i think that the way that we can kind of sidetrack that especially considering that we're in michigan where electric forest happens we could you know and i don't want to be this bitch but we could really capitalize on uh, magic mushrooms, yeah. and we could have magic mushroom resorts where you can be out into nature and it would be legalized and you can pay a fee where the drugs are like, oh, you know, bought at a resort. Brilliant. That's
1: fucking brilliant. And
2: I think that that is how you would really I'm get Democrats, Democrats and Republicans to really be on board with this and it would be in a safe environment with EMTs on hand. If you sold Silas Eben as like a, a capitalist like ploy, people yeah. would actually go it,
1: for it. That's like those, um you know, those Silicon Valley people that love to just like fly. Down to Peru for the weekend to do
6: ayahuasca. Yes, yeah, yes, exactly. (laughs)
1: Yeah, or
3: like Burning Man.
1: (laughs)
2: Yeah. Yeah, Um.
1: That's that's what we should be aspiring to here. This is what the left needs to do.
4: Here, (laughs) Here yeah. <laughs> this is the future liberals
3: no. want. <laughs>
4: but I do I'm terrified <laughs> of
2: mushrooms, uh, but I think that it, I think it's great if people enjoy them, that they can do it and not worry when they're like walking to Seven Eleven and everything is melting, that they can, yeah. they're, well, n- they're not afraid that the cops are going to pull them yeah, over because I, they're drooling. Is,
0: <laughs> I haven't done I haven't done mushrooms in quite a while, and I don't have any interest in doing them again. I'm I'm done with psychedelics at He's this strange. point. There
3: is, I uh, uh, but.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I, I, but people do, people should have the fucking right to do them if, if they want to do them. Yeah, and there's also,
3: like, a misconception, because I think, uh, you know, like, there's, like, r- like, you know, usually when people do, like, uh, mushrooms um, recreationally, it's generally, like, in larger amounts, whereas, like, for, like, the, um, like, medical benefits, it's mm. usually, like, microdosing. It's, like, yeah. small amounts that where you're not actually, like, hallucinating, um, you do feel the effects. You feel the effects, yeah. But you, you're not hallucinating.
2: Mm -hmm. Yeah, I saw a documentary of like a (laughs) A dad in his 40s who had uh, these uh, horrible migraines, and he was like, Yeah, every six months I shrooms. don't get migraines, you know. And it, it followed him like doing magic mushrooms for treatment for these migraines. And it's like, but you know, a lot of it focused on the fact that you know he he feels horrible because he's just this <laughs> well to do suburban dad who's being, you know, had to I do it in suburbian. his basement instead of being able to just like go out to a park and like swing for a few hours,
5: <laughs> you know? like,
2: so I. I would yeah i i think great on denver i know people in uh people in Den- in the denver area and people in the surrounding just the colorado general area they're like this is awful like denver is like sodom and Gomorrah. they're like bringing all these drugs in, and it's like this horrible thing people are like theories they're like first weed and then and now shrooms like what's next it's like catholics drinking wine in church like look at like yeah. things are changing it's 2019 people do drugs let's decriminalize it we've seen like i said earlier we've seen it in portugal works in Portugal. Let's let people do their drugs. And now once it's in the light, once drug use is in the light, we can treat addiction better mm-hmm. and the rates will go down.
1: Yeah. And I mean, that's the thing that I think is very important here is that it is kind of uh You know, there is no society anywhere in the history of the world that doesn't use drugs or mind-expanding rituals in some way, shape, or form. Yeah. And so the way that we have kind of adopted this, especially America, you know, the Puritans, like this extremely uptight, almost Victorian attitude towards people who... Uh, you know, consume drugs like these hedonists. You know, right? Um, or do anything sinful, really? Exactly. <laughs> Show you... your
2: fucking ankles, <laughs> <God> damn it!
1: <laughs> and so, I think that that's something that really should be chipped away at, um, or you know, just straight up torn down because there's there's really no benefit to anyone outside yeah. of people that get to you know point and take the moral high ground. Exactly. It's all
2: that. Mo- it's that superiority. I'm better than you because you know, I don't
1: because they live a oh, completely joyless surface. life.
0: Well one thing uh that I Wanted to mention before we move on to the next story, uh, we can applaud Denver for uh, for decriminalizing magic mushrooms. But also, uh, the same day that they had this vote, they also voted on an ifr- on a different uh, ballot initiative, um, which its supporters uh, have called the "right to survive." This, uh, oh boy. yeah, this uh, this ballot initiative uh, that uh, that they voted on on last Tuesday uh, was supposed to overturn the city's ban on camping in public or even wearing a blanket in public
2: what? Yeah. Oh. What are high school cool. girls who drink Monster and wear Cookie Monster pajama pants going to do if they can't wear blankets in public when it dips below fifty degrees? Wait, is that
0: overturn a ban on that though? Correct. Is, is it? Is to overturn a ban? Oh,
2: overturn did the it, ban! Did it, oh, Bitches um, in Cookie Monster pajama no, pants it, are going to be thrilled.
0: The, no, no, this was uh, this bit, this was meant to overturn a citywide ban on camping in public, uh, which includes wearing a blanket in public, which uh, <laughs> homeless, people. homeless. Advocate, or, you know, homeless advocates yeah. were trying to get past it failed by 83%. Holy
2: wow. shit, yeah, really. Ooh. Well, once those people are doing shrooms, they're definitely going to be <laughs> camping outside. <laughs> yeah. I, don't wanna let you, I figure you want to look at the stars. I don't know, you want to well, look at the stars yeah, when you're on shrooms, yeah, yeah.
0: So, Sucking you know, shit. yay, Denver, and also boo, <laughs>
2: yeah, it's.
4: What yeah, I know those those weed money gentrifiers don't want houses, people in the backyard. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They're probably
1: all just like, you know, totally stoned. like, oh my gosh, it's voting day.
2: Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and I heard that the initi- the what was it, the initiative or whatever it was that um passed in Denver, it passed like the next morning. It was like mm-hmm. losing all day and Oh yeah, losing super all thin night.
3: margin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I,
2: I I can't remember. It was, it was like, like fifty within, 50. It was, yeah, like fifty. It was like fifty point something to fifty point yeah. something basically. Um so, yeah, I think I think that's really... It's like all the stoners got there like, super late. They look out at their super last minute.
1: Um, like, wait. oh, what, what is the mushroom <laughs> one?
2: <laughs> yeah, exactly.
1: <laughs> like, sir, please go back and your booth.
5: <laughs>
1: <laughs> I would love to know how the legalization of weed affects voter turnout. If it does at all, which I kind of doubt.
2: But- they gave out joints after you voted instead of stickers that would be that would get oh. oh my god i want yes, to know which would. states
4: have the highest houseless people voter turnout like how many you know like how many houseless people were actually it wasn't actually made accessible for to go vote in that city referendum like pretty sure referendum. washington
3: <laughs> in terms of states with the highest homeless yeah. voter turnout is washington oh, definitely um they like act you don't need an address to vote in washington oh. which is like one of the few things and like I mean, they have like that's very cool. Like like polling places everywhere. They have mail-in ballots, so like lines are super short. Like mm-hmm. everything about their process is like the way to go. But I'm pretty sure they're the highest in terms in, in overall voting and uh, homeless voting as well. Mm-hmm.
2: That's a good question because no organization that I've ever been with, um, if we've registered uh, people to vote, I mean, I've never I've never been to a city rescue mission or a VOA or a women's shelter. You know, to register voters, it's never. Well, doesn't, doesn't right,
0: Michigan I'm, require an address in order to be registered?
4: No, no, no. You can vote if you're homeless. Um, Ooh. I don't actually know the. Yeah, I have also never been trained on how to do it. I know if you can vote if you're homeless, you do need to provide an address, but there's some permis- permissible things that you can provide. Yeah. I'm just not entirely sure. It seems those like are, they should so be able the to
2: thing. use. The homeless shelter. shelters. Yeah,
3: yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: And if that's not the case, we should definitely be fighting for them to get accessibility to that. Yeah.
3: And they should have, if anything, they should have polling locations at homeless shelters. Mm-hmm. Like, uh,
2: yeah, honestly. Step
3: it up a notch. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I want all those people to have to walk back to the homeless when they go to vote. That way they can think about it. Ugh. Well, moving on uh, to oh our God. next
0: story. But, sorry, did you have something to
3: say? Oh, I said I don't know. Depending on the neighborhood, it might make it worse. Honestly, like, <laughs> right. like I can just imagine that vote in Denver. Like them walking past the homeless and be like, "Oh, I'm definitely voting now. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs>
1: it's like they're going in and they're like, "Oh yeah, you know the homeless. They need to." Oh, you know, mm, ah, not
3: so. I was sure gonna vote yes, that. but you asked for me. <laughs> asked for too much
2: change.
5: <laughs> right. <laughs>
0: Well, yeah. for many years, uh, workers at Delta Airlines have been trying to... Yes! I'm so oh, excited to talk about this! <laughs> They've been, oh to, they've been trying to they've been trying they've been trying to unionize and last week uh Delta caught a bunch of shit uh for these posters that they have been circulating. Oh, it's fucking wild. Uh, what, did, say, what did they do, Ben? What did they do? The poster says uh union dues cost around seven hundred dollars a oh, year. What could I buy with that? A new video game <laughs> system <laughs> with the latest hits sounds like fun. Put your oh, money oh, towards oh, that instead oh, of paying cool. dues to the union. That's I thought this so
4: was fake. I was, I, can,
2: I was like no company is gonna belittle their workers that hardcore I and think no that nobody, that is an effective no tactic. Is not actually that anti-union. This is has to be satire or something. I was like,
4: who was like, you know what's a good idea? Let's just shit on our employees. <laughs> Working class people are dumb. Let's just be like, here's the shiny
6: thing, y'all. Right. you all Union write. rights.
1: <laughs> Union rights are good, but have you ever considered Playing Fortnite with your twelve-year-old niece. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> it,
2: it's so. Yeah, I saw. I a
0: meme. like having higher wage. Like, you might like having higher wages, but have you ever done a three sixty no scope on a bitch? <laughs>
2: <Right>. <laughs> I had seen a meme, and it basically was like, you know, with a union, you can fight for you know higher wages, and then with those higher wages, you just have seven hundred dollars, you know, to spare to just buy the gaming system. Yeah, Yeah, yeah. But instead, let's if just uh, buy. The the, man. Yeah, <laughs> wait, wait, okay. <laughs> Get to
4: the best. Part. About how the union clapped back.
0: Oh yeah, the AFL CIO. Yes. Posted a posted a tweet, which they deleted about two hours no. later. Pundits. Uh, so. Uh, well, this this tweet that, uh, that the a- AFL CIO put out. It said um, in response, it said a gu- uh, Well, it was like a it was like oh a picture of like a parody of the poster, and it said a guillotine only costs twelve hundred dollars to build. Delta CEO <laughs> made thirteen point two million dollars last year. Get outside with your buddies, share some brews. Sounds like fun.
3: <laughs> so I got a, answer, I got a little insight okay. in this actually. Um... So I just happen to know the person that runs the AFL-CIO's social media accounts. So I know the person that posted this. Uh, his name's Caleb. He's an awesome democratic socialist. Uh, and uh, we actually work together on a couple different uh, other platforms as well, like Millennials for Revolution. And, um, you And know, I was talking to him about it, and I was like, he's like, yeah, they, they forced me to take it down. But, uh, <laughs> but here's the good news. I don't have to worry about it. And you know why I don't? Because I'm in a union. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, yeah, like, uh, you know, he had to take it down, but uh, yeah, he still has his job. And, I thought uh, it was a damn good thing.
2: tweet. And yeah. he basically, basically, it said what we all wanted to say and uh-huh. we were all thinking. Uh, here's a,
3: another interesting fact. It was actually the um, highest shared post. That the AFL-CIO has ever guys. made. Oh
4: I mean, gosh. yeah, because Gee, I wonder it's why it's not. Yeah, like, <laughs> they were not the only workers. Yeah. I, my People reaction was like fourteen hundred. Really, we what? have to be able to
2: make a guillotine for less than that. <laughs> I know. We, if we pull our resources, yeah. we're all paying at least. Cooperatize that situation. <laughs> right. I, saw,
0: I saw this thing that was going around as like as a meme uh, online, like a couple of, like a year or two ago. It was like a blueprint for a mega guillotine that can take off like. 10 heads at once. Oh my god, is it like super, super, super long? Yeah. Does it yeah. still have the angle? Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, it's like, <laughs> like down
5: the line. It's I feel like a like wave.
2: Handmaid's shit, handmaid's
4: tail shirt, and like I'm not trying to give this administration any ideas.
5: Yeah, that's um, that's real.
2: Because <laughs> I feel like people are using that as a playbook. So but yeah, I think that it was really disgusting. But what was amazing was that when I first saw that poster that they put in a break room, which is so offensive, they put in the break room. It was shared on Twitter by a cousin, and she was just like what in the name of propaganda like what <laughs> the fuck like it she was just you know really heated and this is a cousin of mine who's politically active anyway but one of our other cousins who like only posts like posts about like you know pitbull puppies she <laughs> liked it and she was outraged by it and so i think that you know good on delta for making the workers in america who aren't even working for you as angry as your workers should be at now. Uh-huh. Well, yeah,
3: and there was uh, there was a, a clip in the article that you had posted talking about how all of the uh, sentiment that the workers have seen from the public on this has emboldened them, I and mean, they're like, they feel like they they're ready to continue to fight even harder now.
6: Yeah, and I think okay. that's like
3: something that's kind of like arisen from the uh, union movement is like. Uh, for so many years, these unions have kind of, like, been going out there and striking, and they've kind of been doing it, like, um, by themselves, and they haven't had, like, the support of the public at large, like, yes.
2: not union yes. members
3: even. The unions have been just, like, totally uh, devalued in the public discourse.
1: Mm-hmm. Especially
2: in Michigan, the I mean, yeah. Midwest, for sure. Yeah. Yeah.
3: Uh, that Stop and Shop, uh, I think that's what it's called, Stop and Shop, Yeah, yes. uh, union, uh, strike that they out had. in
2: Massachusetts. Uh, yeah. You know,
3: the, the company was like, we can out stand all of these people striking but with something they didn't consider and they didn't take into account was how many people wouldn't shop at their store mm-hmm. yeah, They expected a lot it, of people to cross that line what was people really didn't.
2: what was really interesting too is that when the stop and shop um strike was going on it was at the height of um passover and stop and shop is in the um you know the, on the east coast it's like predominantly in like um massachusetts i think they have some in new york as mm-hmm. well. Um, it's like Meyer for New England if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, that's right. Um and so many um so many Jewish people online were like, yeah, well fuck that. Like we're just not gonna shop there. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, we're not we're not gonna cross the picket line. Like our, you know, the like basically the cornerstone of our religion, you know, is uh, Tikkun Alam, which is, you know, spreading like, you know, these good deeds and tzedakah and you know, giving like, you know, back to the communities and healing the world and crossing mm-hmm. picket lines doesn't do that. And we're not <laughs> fucking doing it at mm-hmm. Passover over like you know so i thought that it was amazing just like how overwhelming the response was that people refused to to do it
0: absolutely Hanging
1: I the world by crossing picket lines yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> i personally think that we're looking at a really exciting like five to like 20 years for the left because i think we are we're seeing like a resurgence of like labor movements here in the um, in, in the US, like, because, you know, we see teachers striking, yes. we see grocery stores striking, we're seeing fucking Uber and Lyft striking.
4: Does anyone know how that strike went? I
3: don't know. Oh, yeah. uh, really sure. well, actually. Um, uh, Uber lost crazy amounts of money on there oh yeah their, their they, ipo their, like their just IPO. shit the bed didn't they? yeah like it went down really really bad actually um because like once again the people were you know standing in solidarity i've seen people uh in my facebook uh you know friends and things like that like offering rides to their friends um yeah. and you know don't take uber call me basically.
2: yeah yeah that's amazing so. especially in lansing and yeah.
4: again, the corporate tactic was to prey on people and act like we're stupid with that like, we'll give you a discount and not mention the fact that Ugh. our workers are striking mm-hmm. and assume that you don't know it. it's like, you're not even factoring in social media or the fact that human beings still talk to one another and mm. are still capable of organizing with one another. I, I, I,
1: I did find out accidentally actually, I had no idea.
2: See, and like, I just use public transit, you know, so I, oh, I you Uber. know, I utilize, I don't use Uber. I stopped using Uber a really long time ago. I feel like they, they kept having, like, scandal after scandal, and, you know, so I'm, I'm glad that they're, sti- they're striking, finally, because Uber has been on the downswing for a really long time, but I only ever use Lyft when I'm wasted, and I can't get, in, you know, into a car and drive home. So, but there are a lot of people that I know who do use them because it's like, oh, I could take the bus, but I've been working for nine hours, I've been working for 12 hours, and I don't want to wait at the bus stop and then walk all the way home from the other bus stop, you know? You know, so I'm just going to call Lyft. It's going to be easier. I'm going to call Uber. It's going to be easier. So I think that it's great that people, they still did it. And they kind of like bit that bullet. And it was like, look, it's it's more important for us to stand together, like as workers. And, you know, instead of just like the convenience of calling an Uber mm-hmm. and getting a small discount, you get discounts all the yeah. time on Lyft and Uber. Yeah. yeah.
4: Yeah. And I think it's like really, it's so different now that I live back in the Midwest, but I'm like really mentally and chronically ill. And so when I lived in Boston, like, and like literally wasn't able of like getting to and from the bus stop, sometimes it was like, yeah, I would take Uber to stop shop uh, to buy my groceries. Uh- <laughs> 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 um, but I really saw like my friends who are still on the East Coast and folks on the West Coast, uh, like disability justice orgs, like coming through with alternatives. And I just think like in terms of like creating ways that people were going to get about who would typically be relying on these services because disabled people we're not going to fucking break the strike either even when like their lives and livelihoods are on the line and I just yeah I'm like much less hopeful than you Ben I don't feel optimism about anything in a five to twenty year scale I'm just like let the death take me quickly (laughs) Um, (laughs) but I just it is those like moments of like multi-movement solidarity um in inclusive and accessible ways that like does really really excite me because there's just more of us than there are of them yeah yeah
2: absolutely
0: yeah, I stopped using Uber a couple years ago when uh, I think it was during the during the Muslim ban uh, that people were protesting. <laughs> yes, the cabbies. Like, yeah, the, like the cabbies were were uh, protesting yeah, too. That was and great. Uber started offering discounts to people. Yeah, <laughs>
2: yeah, yeah. Uh, I. Uh... I can't remember. They're I think that I stopped assholes. using Uber because their background checks weren't sufficient, and they're basically people kept um calling the cops because they were sexually assaulted or raped or like generally kidnapped. It's like by. A Kalamazoo thing? And right? then and yeah. then right afterwards, the girl in Kalamazoo was shot by the was it the Uber driver yeah. and it was like a drive by, and she she survived, but she was like a very young child in Kalamazoo, Michigan, and that was when. I had like that was when it came to light. I didn't know that they didn't do background checks, and I didn't know about any of that until the girl was shot. And then I was like, "I'm never using, I'm never using Uber again."
1: Do you guys remember about the story of the? Uh, well, I mean, it probably happens a billion times, but the Uber driver that was like drinking and driving, um, and, and they found out. They co- what? Um,
0: the cops are here. A-C-A-B, baby. Oh, shit. For what? I'm not 100% sure. Probably looks- Hold on just a second, folks. We might be dealing with something here. Sorry about the interruption. We had to. We had some cops in the building. We had to make sure everyone was okay. Um, Matias, you were talking about uh, Uber. Uh, oh. Something about drunk drivers. Oh, it doesn't Okay, never mind then. Uh, Are we all set with with this one? Yeah. Uh, Yeah, I think so.
4: Wait, oh man, just to tie something back, it just occurred to me that uh, if undocumented folks could get licenses, then you'd be able to drive for Uber or Lyft or some of the better ones, and that'd be a nice side hustle. Yeah. It's
0: true. Um, So last week... Brian Kemp, g- uh, governor of Georgia, uh, signed mm-hmm. one of the most restrictive abortion <laughs> <another> laws <laughs> in the wow, – you need another one? Wow. Yeah,
2: give me another
0: one. He signed one of the most restrictive abortion laws in the country, uh, which would effectively ban abortions after after six fucking weeks.
4: I didn't
2: even know I was pregnant when I was six weeks pregnant. Yeah, absolutely. I, I, I got my abortion at nine weeks, so I can't even imagine.
1: <laughs> Kevin D. Williamson is really happy right now. Who? Who? The uh, New York Times writer who said that uh, women who get abortions should be home.
2: Oh, holy shit! That's nice. So, like them in Texas and Alabama, basically got the same feeling.
1: Yeah they're all warm and fuzzy inside now that they've saved all the fetuses from the holocaust which they think is happening.
2: Uh, Don't you love when they say that? Yeah, I can't even...
1: The silent holocaust.
2: Oh my thing. gosh, it the literally kills Holocaust. me. As if like, people in Georgia even care about Jewish people short of preserving it so Jesus can come yeah, back. Yeah. They can suck my cock. I think it's so ridiculous that now another state, I mean, what, this is the second time that we've talked about a fetal um, fetal heart heartbeat, though. <laughs> six weeks to call something like, I still feel like even to call something a fetus at six weeks is outrageous. This small, like the the clump of cells. We're all smart adults, our listeners, everyone here in this room. The fact that we are still treasuring a clump of cells over like a cognizant real life woman is just so infuriating. I feel like I've run out of words to even like, you know, like tie together just how disgusting it is that this is still continuing to happen and it's just to prove this point so that we can make it to the supreme court so that they can try overturning roe v wade and all that's going to happen is more women are going to keep dying so that
1: uh justice kavanaugh this. can write the affirming uh position <laughs> on the law uh, the on the case that strikes down roe v wade yeah um, I think that uh, women shouldn't bitch so much about not having rights. Uh, my name is Brett Kavanaugh. I, I think like if beer. we don't
2: want, I think if we don't want people to that's get pregnant, maybe we should just like in mass like give men vasectomies unless they're married.
3: Yeah,
1: maybe right, we could do that.
3: Reversible. Yeah, know.
2: Right, why aren't we funding more male birth controls well, that are gonna be easier and probably more cost effective than monthly um going to the you know doctors every month to get pills or you know. Trying to give these kids like really poor sex education so that they're so uninformed that maybe they just won't have sex, maybe they <laughs> won't get pregnant. Because if a kid doesn't know when she's ovulating, um, you know, if she doesn't know what ovulation is, maybe she won't have sex. But what that just turns into is if a girl is ovulating, she doesn't know what that is, and she has sex, she's going to get pregnant for the three days before and the three days after that ovulation cycle. There's a chance she's going to get pregnant. That's a full week of a high school girl who doesn't know what that is. Instead of just teaching them, what it is and teaching them and giving them access to contraceptives now georgia is just going to allow more more girls to find themselves in these compromising situations where they're either going to have to cross state lines which is going to be pretty hard in mississippi and alabama yeah. and florida right mm-hmm. fucking next to them try to get abortions and they're just going to start digging into it's actually
3: uh, against the law in georgia and the georgia law if you you going over state lines is yeah. still legal
4: but yeah, also and it's just impractical because years, yeah. in the states next to you they're gonna require a first appointment and a second appointment and how are a you gonna and a, yeah. yeah the waiting period and it's like how are you gonna get the days off work the child care the car transportation exactly. right like that's
3: i mean i saw a really great like breakdown of this and it was talking about how like um basically this is just like an extension of white supremacy because like so there's this idea that um uh you know like uh one, like, one of the greatest ways you can, um, you know, get women out of poverty is by offering them um, birth control and, you know, uh, reproductive health choices like this. And um, so, you know, not only are they trying to, you know, limit abortion, but they're trying to limit birth control and limit all these things. And part of the reason is is because the only way that you can have a functioning economy is if you have, like, what they call, like, the uh, you meet, like, uh, replacement population numbers. Um, and there's basically there's two ways of doing that. Um, in the United States, um, we're moving towards people having less and less kids, so our replacement numbers are are dropping. And right. really, there's only one way to increase that, and a number of other countries are doing it in Europe, and uh, is by bringing in immigrants. Eugenics. um Sorry. Well, and <laughs> so that's <both> the opposite. <laughs> yeah, opposite. Yeah. No. Like immigration is one way of doing it, and the other is simply by denying women bodily autonomy and making them just be like. Baby making baby making machines, baby making machines yeah. breeding you know it's like in the giver, yeah, yeah, basically
2: yeah, I might write that book in a grip, but it is like in the handmaids tale, which is like more of a like recent relevant like you know discussion topic where the women have lost all of their autonomy, they're like used as animals that are just to breed these children, and then the children are are kidnapped, so I think that it is it is interesting though that you had mentioned like you know immigrants because we are seeing you know when they're kidnapping. <laughs> children at the borders are taking the children and then they're going through these adoption agencies mm-hmm. um and being given to like american families white families or whatever it's kind of that same thing where it's kind of scary like
3: yeah just trying to like continue the population growth while also keeping it very um if not like white at least like
2: christian centric assimilated
3: yeah very yeah. assimilated like assimilation of culture erasure of culture really
1: yeah yeah
4: yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I was done a long time ago having abortion debates that pandered to questions of life. Abortion is anti-abortion sentiment is based on prohibiting people from having bodily autonomy, white yeah. supremacy, and classism. Like mm-hmm. that is it.
3: Yeah, because I mean, these same people—they won't complain about like um, uh, IVF, for instance, because once again, that's a that's a that's a tool of um reproduction used by wealthy people no so, and they like, won't
4: do a single fucking thing to protect the kids who when they're inside the womb they would give arm and limb for and once they're outside the womb they're like let's destroy their community over police them underfund them yeah. Yeah. not give them equal mm-hmm. education or health care or access to quality of life trans. yeah and also I just, yeah, just want to say like that not only, not women are not the only people who receive abortions in this country um Yeah, lots of folks um,
2: with different genders uh, are capable of having emotions. Yeah, yeah. Um, But yeah, I mean, it's.
3: you see the Alyssa Milano response?
2: Oh, God. The no, strike? but do I want to? S- oh, my. Wait, I'm sorry. Wait, I need to, what?
5: I need yeah,
1: to. Right. Okay. Can Did you, you hear please about explain this? this to me? Because they were talking about it on Chapo, and I had no idea what they were talking about. Uh,
3: yeah, so basically, like, Alyssa Milano said that. Uh, on Twitter. Yeah. It was Alyssa Milano. Um,
2: nobody. Uh,
3: she's, she's <laughs> she's nobody. She actually, she's, uh, she's quite she's famous an for. She's
4: anti-black actress who's, like. An anti-black actress? Yeah. yeah. She's, <laughs> like, she's like Meghan like, McCain She quote-unquote quote, started Times Up, but she didn't because we all yeah. know Toronto to did. Wait, wait. Yeah,
3: I was gonna say, she's she not Jewish for, like, No, you know collecting. how Meghan McCain
2: uses, like, Jews as, like... Oh, yeah, Jews, Yeah, yes. so, so, so I mean, yeah. Alyssa Milano does that with black, black people. Oh, cool. <laughs> okay,
1: I like her already.
2: <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> but, so, no, I'm sorry. What the fuck did this bitch like? she's yeah, talking about how,
3: the one way that we can stop this is as a sex strike and somebody else stop, put it. stop the heartbeat though yeah yeah so like basically like the just what? don't like, white oh, women oh, yeah. stop
4: sleeping with your nasty ass politician husbands yeah basically I know that you like are already being suppressed in conditions where they are saying marital rape isn't rape um but fuck. maybe like leverage your friends and create support networks and like learn what affirming love can feel like and then get the fuck out of there
2: my whole thing is is like how is that gonna work in like a relationship like mine and like countless women that I know where their husbands or their fiancés or their boyfriends or partners generally are already pro-choice. The only people who are listening to Alyssa Milano are, I would assume, like, white feminists who have soft feminist husbands and partners. Male
1: feminists. Yeah, yeah.
2: like, white male feminists.
1: Like. Male feminists who love to eat pussy.
2: And, like, not only that, but, like, then that just, like, goes to me, re- I...
3: Yeah,
1: I mean, There's it so kind of. So much pack,
2: we should just burn the suitcase instead, right? <laughs> I mean, why even give this airtime and like legitimize this conversation? <laughs> Fuck Alyssa Milano!
1: Yeah, oh real. my god! Well, I mean, Twitter gossip is the real news now.
3: The ba- same. There was a really good clapback though. It was like, um, you know, what's more effective than uh, a sex strike? Uh, white women not voting for Republicans.
2: <laughs> 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 Who said that? Because elect them to whatever. There's actually a there's
3: uh, actually a friend of mine. She she um I think she was a f- uh, field director if I'm not mistaken, for a Stacey Abrams campaign. Oh yeah. uh, And okay. she got into like a Twitter fight with oh. Alyssa Ma- uh, Milano. And like she's like sitting there telling her like you know like all of these things that you're saying like um like yeah you know, one of the things she also pushed was uh, she pushed a sex strike and then she pushed like a boycott of uh, Georgia like just you know. We <laughs>
1: Or like Hollywood, <laughs> like,
3: like, like Hollywood the, uh, should boycott it. Though. Like
1: oh, okay, the boycott of okay. so South Africa.
3: <laughs> like um,
2: that makes sense. Um, A lot of people do film, like you know, um, out of Georgia. Um,
1: yeah. Um, Paul Simon is going to go down to Georgia and make like an album, like Graceland, <laughs> like, like, the <laughs> Georgia gospel series.
2: <laughs> but I think it's interesting that your friend worked for Stacey Abrams because obviously, like you know, that's like you know ground zero I mean, yeah i well, only won by such a slight margin against um stacy abrams so for her to have been like a worker of hers i'm sure that that hits like so that is like the political home. taylor swift getting the music
4: award like <laughs> <the older laughs> Stacey abrams <laughs> was robbed yeah okay okay yeah. okay
1: okay except like here's the thing looking back on that uh that was the mtv movie awards Um, Kanye was right, and Single Ladies is one of the best music videos of all time.
2: We didn't realize it. We didn't realize it at first. It's true. Even Obama called him an asshole. Yep. In all along. And now we look back and we know
1: Obama... You're droning, children. <laughs>
3: yeah.
1: oh, Kanye is just spilling the tea in front of everyone on live TV. <laughs> Who's the real loser drone. here? Yeah, no no, no, no,
4: no. When I was getting None radicalized, so when I was getting radicalized in college, which I have a lot of shame about the fact that I like had to leave Lansing to like have my experiences
5: in college anyway.
4: Um, <laughs> I was like, that was like one of the first moments as I was like, Kanye, and Beyonce, were right. I wanted to do it to my wife.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I should have been listening to the truth. You know who's the true, comrade, is Adele, because Adele went up there and received her agreement and was like, what the fuck does the auntie have to do now? Grammy, you guys are the best. She's the real combat. She's a real ally.
0: Also, does everyone remember uh, Kanye going on TV and saying George, George Bush doesn't, doesn't care about black, about black people? Black people, and everyone got so mad about Woo.
2: it. Yo, Shrek's face was shook.
5: I, I, yeah, I it, Mike Myers just like completely <laughs> shut
2: down. Dude, he just his <laughs> shut down like, and then turned, and then it just cut off. And Chris Rock was like, uh, um. <laughs> bring a yeah, my- I have, like, a whole, this
4: is not the time or place, but I have a whole conspiracy theory about how, like, the Kanye-Maga situation is his attempt at, like, uh, progressive criminal justice reform, and then Kanye has just decided that this is the strategy for this. Oh, I, well, she, And now I, Kim is becoming, like, a criminal justice reform lawyer, lawyer yeah, she so I
2: am furthering my theory. <laughs> okay, that's, like, actually, like, like legitimate. Actually I hope, like, hope that Kim does school. it, because she would have, I mean, when you she's think about it, mean, it we ask celebrities to, like, use their platforms. Oh, platform my to, like, God! Change. So she's becoming a lawyer at effort, but when oh. I was at the gym, I laughed. I was on the elliptical. I sat on the elliptical in front of E! Entertainment. TV at the gym, and she was like, "Yeah." So like the other day, Kanye was telling me about this woman, and she like did this like nonviolent crime, basically this mother, and they sent her to prison for like twenty years. And it was the the episode was what inspired her to go into law. But I thought it was a joke, but then I ended up finding out she's and she's going to law school like a really difficult over on a really difficult route because she's yeah, she's doing it outside a real of school. school. I don't really know. Yeah, it, mm-hmm. it's but I mean maybe she can go down and she can practice and. In georgia and but she can get this reversed mm-hmm. because we know goddamn well all the oh, there, are, there
0: are a lot of people who are My shitting God. on her uh saying like you know this is just for her reality show her new reality show that she's gonna be making it's like where i don't who she, she, the fuck
3: 18, 18 new people, reality 18 show people where are now not sitting in jail because of her so those people that are giving her shit over this fuck you like Mm -hmm. you know it's like like one of those things like people are always like I wish celebrities would do more and then the moment they do more they're like "Mm, you're doing it for all the wrong reasons yeah they they said the same Mm -hmm. thing about
2: Cardi B you know like they people ask like Cardi B political questions and then they get mad that she has political responses to things like Colin Kaepernick and stuff like that and I mean she uh, Nikki Minaj also spoke out about abortion she in in favor Uh, of abortion right she was like look I received an abortion when I was a child or not a child I'm sorry when she was a teenager, though, um, and that she had received an abortion, um, you know, because she wasn't ready and, and whatever, whatever, and it was, like, really powerful for her to have done that, and then people really just, they ragged on her for that, um, because she stepped out of her lane, but people want her to do that, and, you know, they love when she speaks out of, against Trump, but they're, you know, really upset when she does things like abortion, which is, it can be really divisive even um, for left left people, uh, religious mm. left people. I think that
1: the single most American thing, culturally speaking, is the celebrity worship uh culture that we have and it is just like this constant uh you know like back and forth between like the need to agilate and the need to uh, flagellate uh figures that are larger than life.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: I would say I would say that that might be true but when you consider that South Korea finally legalized abortion and their celebrities are not called celebrities they're literally called idols there. I think that it might be something deeper <laughs> when you consider South Korea and like yeah. how and how they like view celebrity status and their celebrities are barred and they're censored like a lot from what they can say um, politically and socially um, against the government or even just about like social things. Um, I mean, maybe that's good in a way. Yeah, you know? I-, I think that it is, because like, it makes, it makes politics people- accessible to mm-hmm. people who otherwise won- wouldn't have a seat at that table. Yeah,
0: K-pop stars generally have to sign, like, really, like, invasive and, like, res- like restrictive contracts. Yeah.
1: Um, and-, and I am not pro that at all, but, you know, I do think that it would be maybe a good idea if people weren't, like, looking to get their fucking news from Stephen Colbert or... You know, I mean, Cardi well, B. I mean I would rather get my news from Cardi B than
3: Stephen Colbert. And I would rather Bucky get my B. news from Stephen Colbert and Cardi B than, like, CNN, Fox News. <laughs> but look, the right. apocalypse is gonna
4: happen and that national framework's gonna break down, so we're not gonna know what's happening to any of those people, which is why you should invest in your local politics now. Have some local idols. That is
0: so true. That,
4: that you're so gonna so run good. into at Strange Matter. Well,
0: yeah. speak, speaking, of, uh, speaking of public figures, of our oh, idols. Um,
4: Great segue. He's
0: really Speaking of, our, like speaking of our... international Speaking yeah. of our... Speaking of our yeah, idols, shit. right? Oh, God. Our very Shut favorite Shut the fuck people. up. So, uh... Political commentator, uh, former editor at Breitbart News, Ben uh, Shapiro, a man, a man who has has built his public persona a- around challenging people to debate him. Yes, uh, mostly college students. Yeah, <laughs> mostly, mostly college, college students. They're like, yeah, you know, yeah like crying,
1: hysterical college women. Yeah. yeah, people that are literally in hysterics as they get to the microphone first.
2: Right.
0: Yeah, and his whole thing is like talking really fast so no one can understand or like process what he's saying, but. Um, <laughs> (laughs) (laughs) Um, He he went on uh, the BBC uh, last week and was interviewed by uh, Andrew Neil and just got absolutely
6: destroyed. Uh, Here's the clip. Why is it that a bill banning abortions after a woman has been pregnant for six weeks is not a return to the dark ages? What's your answer?
5: My answer is something called science. Human life exists at conception. It ought to be protected. Now, back to my question to you. You purport to be an objective journalist. BBC purports to be an objective down-the-middle network. It obviously is not. It never has been. And you as a journalist are proceeding to call one side of the political aisle, ignorant, barbaric and sending us back to the dark ages. Why don't you just say that you're on the left? Is uh, this so hard for you? Why can't you just be honest? <laughs> Seriously, Shapiro, I,
6: it's a serious question. Mr. Shapiro, if you only knew how ridiculous that statement is, you wouldn't have said it. I, I just really? ask you a question.
5: And I asked you a question. You failed to answer a single one of mine. Well, frankly, I find this whole thing a waste of time. If you want to read the book and critique the book, why don't you read and critique the book? If you want to, re- if you want to critique me, you can think whatever you want of me. Why don't you frankly, just try and I don't answer care. the I questions? I don't frankly give a damn what you're, you think of me since I've never you, heard of you.
6: You And I've never heard of you until I briefed myself for this. But that's not the issue. You have a why the book hell are you out, interviewing and it's, me, an, it's an interesting book. But my point is, your book claims well, that be society. Well, it'd be nice if you would quote it from time to time. Your book is well. Actually, I've done so several times, and I'm about to do so again. If you would let me just finish the question, your book uh, frankly, claims think, that does, society uh, you know honestly, is turning honestly, its back sir? on Judeo-Christian values. Yeah, this, uh, what what are those values? What are, what? what are the values it's turning its back on?
5: Uh, I. I... You know, I, I'm not inclined to continue an interview with a person as badly motivated as you as an interviewer. So I think we're done here. I appreciate your time. All so right. Thank you well,
6: so much. Uh, thank you for your time and uh, for showing that anger is not part of American Political discourse. Now, Mr. Shapiro will say goodbye. So, uh, yeah, he's his God.
0: His his voice is so fucking annoying. We
2: were just we sidebarred barred um, talking about how he sounds like Melvin Sneedley, the character from uh, Captain Underpants. Oh my! So, God, so God. I know I know a lot of people like don't watch that Netflix show because they don't have children, but my daughter's obsessed with it. I read the books the when I was a kid. Yeah. yeah, it's the same voice as the 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 TV show character. It's you just want to punch him in the <laughs> nose. <laughs> okay, so I had just set this
4: off. Mike, that I didn't know who Ben Shapiro was until right now in this moment in true time form, so I just watched that raw, it was a raw experience. (laughs) And here here were my live reacts as we watched the clip. One, he's kind of sexy. Two, oh no, he sounds like a robot. Three, white men get so mad when they get called barbarians and yet don't understand why it's racist to refer to people of color with (laughs) likewise language and yet you're so upset Upset that you just got called that. (laughs)
2: Like, this is the thing. Like, you mentioned, he talks, like, really, really, really fast, and then, you're, you know, blah, blah, blah. But what's amazing... Why didn't answer my question? Yeah, what's amazing <laughs> is that you can see when when he's asked a question, like, very calm, like, you know, collected manner by the, the news anchor. By a
1: man who has taken 50 milligrams of Valium.
0: <laughs> by Andrew Neal, who, by the way, uh, is the chair of a company that owns, like, a very, very right-wing... Conservative. Um, mag-a-
1: yeah. ...magazine. Yeah. He's a
3: major tourist. Yeah, no. a major, major. Tory. Is a
1: magazine like. Huh? Specific, does a magazine have to be specifically Trump related?
0: What, what do you mean? MAGA. Oh so,
1: come but, on! Come
2: on. No, but when you, you can see when, when he's when he's like confronted with the questions by the anchor, and they might be questions where his argument might fall apart, or where he feels like his argument isn't solidified enough, where he won't make um, like hypocritical statements, you can see the fight or flight behind his eyes, <laughs> yeah, and then he just immediately, before he anyone can answer, he just he starts to um, just basically to, to fight, and then eventually just got to that point where he just flees, and mm-hmm. he's just like, you know what, I'm tired kind of at this. So I'm just gonna leave, and you know what? I guess I, I thank you for your time, blah blah blah. And like, it, it's so mm-hmm. textbook. Like, I bet his wife. Oh, my God. I can't imagine. I just I can't imagine, like, when you're arguing with someone like him because, like, it's the third day in a row and you've asked him to, like, clean the kitty litter. Or you've asked him to take out the recycling. And he's
3: yeah, but have you about done about this?
0: It. Yeah. And then I he's can't. like, you
2: know what? I'm going out for a little bit. I'm just going to go. I just can't even deal it. Thank you for your time. And he'll put in those, those niceties so that it makes you seem like you're the one who's being vitriolic or um, something. Oh, yeah. He's
3: uh, he is the same guy. Uh, what? Oh, just, like, his like his mannerisms in terms of, sir, 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 I'm, sir
2: sir <laughs> I, I, so frustrating he I, loves to hear himself talk
1: I couldn't imagine being Ben Shapiro's wife and arguing with him while we're having sex through a bed sheet and <laughs> he, just, he just keeps and saying like um, actually, actually actually there's an ad, hom- ad, ad hominem <laughs> excuse me excuse me that is totally found uh foundationless uh, like, uh, this, this ben, is the same Jesus guy Christ.
0: who last week he tweets by the way I'm pretty proud of the fact that I was a virgin until marriage yes! I don't see that as an insult it's a moral Standard mocking those who wait until
5: marriage is pretty disgusting.
0: And then okay. someone, someone replies, uh, uh, actually, it was Hassan Piker. He says, uh, Ben, it's easy to abstain when no one wants to fuck you. Stop <laughs> acting like this is some big accomplishment. <laughs> I think
2: what's amazing is that the conversation that he's like, that he's being, um, that he's just found so challenging that he basically just had to leave with about abortion and yeah. the abortion pill. And what was what was really great too is that um his response obviously was like seen globally, um, because it was on the BBC and people, you know, on the internet or whatever. And um one of my favorite like people like of all time, um, Rabbi Dania Ruttenberg, she had posted a she had posted a, a thread on um, Twitter, and she's she's like a very famous author. She basically was just like, okay, so I'm going to break down point by point in this thread. Um, how it is actually halachic for women to get abortions and to block abortions breaks Jewish law. And so that basically constitutionally, I have a right to abortion and all people have rights to abortions um, because it is Jewish law and it would be going against my religion for it. She brought up from the, um, not the Talmud, the Torah and the Tanakh generally, um, different verses where it basically goes to like, you know, talk about, it's permissible to have these abortions especially because it saves the actual life of the woman or just because it's not an actual life Mm -hmm. um before it's viable out of the womb and so it was great for ben Shapiro goes on and he acts like the mouthpiece for the jewish movement when he is a very small but very loud uh minority of not only orthodox Jew but of like Conservative, like, very, like, conservative politically, or, um, yeah. Jew. Um, but it was so many Jews came out and they were like, we are literally like one of the largest groups, religious groups that is pro, um, pro choice mm-hmm. behind atheists, agnostics, and Unitarians.
3: Yeah. The interviewer actually brought up some of his tweets where he had tweeted about, like, uh, um, I can't remember the exact, uh, verbiage, but it was basically like along the long lines of, like, um, uh, American Jews aren't
1: real Jews. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, but they're the least
3: really, religious. Oh, yeah, like the or least Jewish of the Jews. Community. Like, there's something of that kind of. Oh, I mean,
1: and it's it, it like, shouldn't, yeah, but when you consider bother.
2: the fact that like Christian hegemony is like the rule, the law of like basically of the land here. Like, yeah, I guess we are less religious than Israel, but <laughs>
5: yeah. that
2: doesn't. I mean, it's not like we're not all also participating in the same fucking religions as you do. We go to Yarzites for our fucking parents and our like grandparents, our relatives. Like, we still light, like, candles for Hanukkah. We still fucking eat brisket on Hanukkah. You know, we're doing yeah. everything else. I read the Megillah on Purim. Yeah, it doesn't make me any less religious than yeah, you no. are because I wasn't a fucking virgin when I got married. <laughs> He's such an
1: <laughs> asshole. Uh, so his idea of what being Jewish means, or, like, being a real Jew A real Jew. Is to either support unwaveringly Israel's right to just fucking gas, uh, Palestinians if they come within like a hundred yards of the wall. Um, or if you're, uh, you know, like, like yeah,
2: yeah, it's really frustrating too, but I had seen, um, I, a, a rabbi had posted this amazing thing on Twitter and, um, he basically was like, <laughs> Ben Shapiro loves to talk shit about how, like, not Jewish, uh, Jewish Americans are, but he's the most Christian Jew that Mm -hmm. I know. Yeah, he
6: really is. And I
2: thought that it was just so important that he said that, like, literally, it, it just, it's so Milo Yiannopoulos to me. Whereas, like, Breitbart was like, we're not homophobic, we have Miley Annapolis, and Miley Annapolis similarly was like, I'm not a Nazi, Nazis and yeah. conservatives hate me because I'm gay. And Ben Shapiro basically has done the same thing, where he's like, yeah. I can't be um, you know, a white supremacist yeah. because, for one, I'm Jewish, so I'm not technically white, and for two, because I'm Jewish, Nazis hate me, so how am I a think piece for white supremacy and blah 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 and it's like, look, it don't be glib, Tom Cruise. We know what's happening, we <laughs> yeah. see through the charade, it's just, it's ridiculous. And he he gets a pass because he's the court Jew. Yeah. yeah. Well, was he was, oh, yeah. he, like, literally in the tradition of,
1: like, the Prussian
2: court Jews. It's really frustrating. Uh,
3: the I, un-Jewish Jew. I don't know if anyone saw this. We love it. But uh, Trump got uh, super pissed. At, it's, it's kind of somewhat related, but uh, Trump got super pissed at John Kerry.
0: Um, <laughs> what?
5: <laughs> what? What? <laughs>
3: because apparently like John Kerry's been awesome. like having like um like behind the scene talks with like uh, Iranian leaders basically like hey guys uh, to de- this guy's control. fucking crazy yeah. But we'll be past it soon, so just like mm-hmm. hang in there, uh, basically, which is like probably I, honestly like the best thing that John, John Kerry's ever done in his yeah. life. Yeah. but shit. this um, is so very like, disappointing because I had really
1: hoped that you were going to say that uh, like Donald Trump was furious at John Kerry for some like bizarre personal thing, <laughs>
3: <laughs> and no. I was so excited for that. No, which is mostly because like uh, he's he's He kind of like in the tweet that he sent out like sounded jealous that he somehow couldn't get these backdoor. <laughs> like you know, exchanges with the Iranians because you know they hate him. Yeah. Um, yeah. But uh, so he accused um, uh, John Kerry of like breaking the Logan Act, which is basically like uh, you're not allowed to like make relations with like foreign leaders and go around like U.S. like relations. I mean, and uh, it, it was like I a running joke. What that
2: was, then Trump didn't know what that was until like five minutes. Ago. <laughs> oh, probably, you could
3: tell he didn't. <laughs> you could tell he didn't. There's no way that they got past it. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, there was like a running joke that uh, maybe Ben Shapiro was just like mid-interview thinking like, oh wait. I must be breaking the, the, the Logan Act. I'm, I'm communicating with the British. This is BBC. <laughs> so, like, maybe that was, like, the reason that he left is because he, like, didn't want to break the Logan Act. He, time he early...
1: checks his Twitter and he sees Donald Trump. Oh, shit. <laughs> I, I, I'm breaking the Logan Act.
0: There was this time really early in his presidency where Trump had a sit-down with Angela Merkel and she basically had to, like, explain to him, like, the basics of, like, international law. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, I, he's a goddamn 10-year-old. It's, it's really
2: painful. It's Especially uh, when it's like Angela Merkel and it's just like he thinks that he knows better than her and you can tell that it's just that chauvinist in him that's coming out and he's just like, I don't care who you think you are, woman. Like, I'm just yeah. smarter and better. And I was elected, you know, to the, the highest law in the land in the United States And you know, no one thought I could do it so I'm somehow better than you. And she is just so patient and dignified with him when he deserves no dignity and no patience from anyone.
4: Yeah, a moment it? of silence for the 22-year-old Republican aide who tried to brief him on all of that shit that he refused to listen to. <laughs> It's not you, yeah, Republicans
3: come in twenty-two
0: year olds I didn't know that. <laughs> you've heard he doesn't—he doesn't, he doesn't read. His, like um, the people who prepare seen? his briefings have to like put pictures in it, or else he gets like yeah. uh. with it. <laughs> 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 he doesn't read them. <laughs> Very
3: nice. So who knew that uh, BBC wasn't a safe space? <laughs>
1: but but actually you know that is very reminiscent of the George Bush or George W Bush quote that i remember thinking was amazing when he was president where he said you know the wonderful thing about books is that sometimes they have very interesting pictures in them <laughs> i like hell yeah george go what, off i
4: not he like talking to some children or something
1: i don't know
2: the context i i do
1: not i don't want to know the context at all um, yeah, that's it's, all I need to know. It's pretty bad
2: when, like, George W. Bush was, like, a better president, like, president than, uh, than Trump is. Well, I mean, but he killed more people. That is fierce. Obama also killed more people yeah, than Trump so I'm pretty
0: we're sure. Kind in, so far, we're kind of in limbo right now. So. Loosely, loosely related, but Mattia sent oh me this tweet God,
6: yes. uh, with this video oh. clip
0: from Bush years oh ago. Oh, God. Must stop
4: the terror. I call upon all nations to do everything they can to stop these terrorist killers. Now watch this drive.
1: <laughs> now watch this drive. God damn it!
4: Thank you. That was the most like, I'm your 65 year old white dad clip I've ever seen in my whole life. Uh, Seriously, these terrorist I'm th- killers. Thank you.
2: I really watch know so drive. many people, like so many like older white men that I know who are like in my family are like in-laws of mine. And this is them and they get drunk at open houses. Like literally, because they're like, you know, they're soft Democrats. They're like, we have to stop the hate. You know, we just have to come together. We're all human. We all bleed red. And then they just go back to playing cornhole. Like that's literally what that is. Like, by that standard, like five of my like uncles-in-law should have been president. <laughs>
3: I... uh, They can probably read better.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. You know, Jeb... Jeb never stood a chance. He could never have lived up to that. I'm just gonna say, you know, the
2: please applaud. I really thought I really thought more people would joke, jokingly vote for him, <laughs> yeah. but more people just jokingly voted for Trump. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, Instead, yeah. they voted, and you know what's what's really funny is that a lot of people like pointed to Arnold Schwarzenegger, um, like you know everyone voted for Schwarzenegger as a joke, you know, in California, and then he got elected, you know, and he was a Republican, yada yada, and like Arnold Schwarzenegger is one of the most like unwaveringly like vehement opponents of Donald Trump, like yeah. he. Fucking! I don't think that there's any celebrity who hates him more, more publicly than like the ex president
5: of Mexico. We need
1: to, we need to (laughs) amend the constitution so that specifically Arnold Schwarzenegger can run against Donald Trump.
5: Yeah, agreed. (laughs) I never thought that I
3: would like really go out politically, Mm but
5: he—he's
3: like the last like remaining like Eisenhower Republican, like truly like Eisenhower style Republican. I think that partly, partially because like he was a Republican in California, which is like. I mean, basically like a liberal corporate Democrat. Yeah, you know? it's when you
2: get it's when you get too far north. You start seeing uh, right politics in California start to yeah. get Nazi-ish. Yeah, and it's their proximity to Washington and Oregon, where which breeding grounds for that. But I remember Arnold Schwarzenegger basically like fucking called Donald Trump um, like a fucking Nazi. <laughs> Um, and I just thought that it was amazing. I was like, no ex-politician or celebrity has like even like been willing to say this. And because of his German like citizenship, he was just like, you know what happened to the Nazis in Germany? No they all the died, and they're in hell.
4: <laughs> that's where they oh, no Just a <laughs> casual reminder that in this year of our Lord, 2019, the United States House of Representatives signed a resolution against white supremacy, and it was not a unanimous vote. So... Just reference yep. that. Mm-hmm. Oh, that Steve your King definitely amended. I'm um, right? towards that. Yeah, he
0: was. I think he was. He. I don't know if he was abstain. I think he voted like not present or something. Like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, he voted no. Did he? Huh. It yeah. was four
4: ninety whatever to one.
0: Maybe it was a different resolution Wait, then.
4: What? <laughs> he was like
3: the only one. <laughs> oh, that
0: makes sense. My
4: God. Yeah, but I. I think oh, that's like, this is I'm like. I'm so sick of people
3: calling me a white
4: supremacist.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
0: is that
1: He's the, the one
3: thing that would clear need, his name, maybe. We Not need really. to get uh,
2: Rand Paul's neighbor on this, like, quick. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Wait, someone get the number to that man right now. <laughs> Are
0: you talking about the guy who beat the shit out of him? <laughs> yes. Yeah, who, like, tackled yes. him because
2: he wasn't, like, raking or something like that and <laughs> broke his ribs? You know how hard you have to body slam someone to break their ribs? rames like but you know i would like to Yo, see he was, uh, i would he like was, to see
4: it too. i'm just he so was. tired of this idea that white supremacy is like just policy and ways of going to buy it's just so entrenched like white supremacy is every comment everyone makes about Alan omar and rashida to live now right. until the end of days like constantly 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 so even though like 490 whatever who have like feel so great about self-absorbing themselves
2: you haven't. She haven't done the work.
5: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, and it, it like in like I had said earlier when I had brought up like Megan McCain, like you know she went on and tried to lecture like Seth Meyers, was, like actually like culturally a it's Jew, fucking hilarious about, uh, about was... anti-Semitism. Are you the are you PR? <laughs> and blah blah blah. And basically, like you god, know, he I just, love to hate. He that just, just
1: yeah. Oh Me my too. god.
2: Like you know, he just caught her up basically, and he was just like, you know, she's apologized for these statements, and like you know, basically like you're. Can you continue to dig into this? And it's just causing more harm than good. And it's just like, just say that you're Islamophobic. And, I'm and not go.
3: Islamophobic. I just think that she's a terrorist.
2: I don't think my father, the adventure of war
1: would be too father, My father <laughs> crashed seven planes.
2: Really? <laughs> he was uh, a terrible pilot. Something like that.
1: He, oh my God. And, and he just. But, you hey, you know, guys remember
2: how, like, the very end of his life when he was basically senile, he, like, voted against Mitch McConnell for that fucking health care bill because he was dying of cancer and met an actual plebe in the yeah. hospital? I had, like,
3: wow. I, oh I have, like, mixed feelings on that. So, like, Do you remember
1: when he was, like, on whatever, like, a uh, Senate committee and he was asking some question that. Like made no sense at all, oh, yeah. and it, it, he was like, "Oh, um, I'm sorry, I stayed up watching the game last night." <laughs> and it's like, then it turned out that he actually had fucking brain
5: cancer.
1: Yeah, <laughs> everybody was going inside He
2: was literally, we were like, "Oh, just like early onset dementia." Maybe he was high, and then it was just like, nope, I'm not the tumor, literally brain cancer." Uh I you know, I mean him dying was the worst thing because then it just catapulted like Megan McCain into like the public like fucking sphere. Yeah, no one knew what the to deal fuck she was forever. before that. Like god damn it. You couldn't have waited a little longer. <laughs> We'd have to deal with Megan on the view now. Ugh. We're paying the real
3: price. Oh, my mixed feelings. Well, so like About I fighting. hate it because like it like lionized like John McCain and the Eye of Liberals, like all of a sudden, like, they're like, oh, my God, John McCain's a hero. He was a war he hero. He's not. He's he, a war criminal. He, he, yeah. he reached um, across
1: the aisle to... Liberals,
4: um, stop pandering to Republicans. Come right. up with your own fucking platform. Maybe I will vote for you without shame on my conscience. Right. But on
3: the flip side, him giving the, down, the thumbs down to, like, Mitch McConnell was also kind of nice. Like, it was pretty cool. Just, like, I anything mean, that goes against, like, anything that Mitch McConnell's trying to do, yeah, I am generally in support of.
4: It just gives you that good tingle, you know? Yeah, like, yeah. your the problematic fave base. can give you a good tingle every now yeah. and again. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I
2: loved it, too. I, I mean, you just made Ben Shapiro
3: sexy, so... Be- <laughs>
2: The video where they zo- he does the thumbs down, and it just zooms in on, like, Mitch McConnell's face, and the curvy enthusiasm thing. starts <laughs> <laughs> That was one of the best things that came out. But, I, you know, I, like you said, like, I remember when I first watched it, I mean, I have to, I even admit, like, when I saw the video and he just gave that thumbs down, it was like, whew. Like, it, something kind of like... Stirred me a little bit. I was like, yeah, okay, like the last good thing that he has done, basically, after yeah. like a very long history of him doing the wrong thing, you know, from, yeah. from Sarah Palin to policy, like everything, you know, yeah, it was yeah. great. And I mean, bombing Vietnamese villages. In a way, he really <laughs> right. did. Um, and then losing still. <laughs> yeah. yeah,
0: Help
1: usher in this era that we're in of political discourse because he did choose Sarah Palin as his running mate. And, you know, he uh, introduced the. um, Shall we say, bimbofication factor (laughs) to American political
5: discourse?
4: You know, I think I think it goes back to what you were saying about idolatry and celebrityism. Is like there, there's always been a like bombastic, megalomaniac factor within American politics, to Mm -hmm. be sure. But now there's like a just basically a free for all and a full permission to do that on a performative scale across the country. Mm
2: -hmm. Yes, Mm -hmm.
0: mask off, baby.
2: And when we talked about, um, candidates for presidency, that was like a thing, like, you know, they're young and they're attractive and that makes them electable. Mm -hmm. That's, that's all that it takes.
0: (sighs) Were you going to say something, Matias? no oh okay <laughs> well we've uh we felt pretty far from talking about ben shapiro it's uh,
2: because no one wants to talk about that nigga no more stop <laughs> making him legitimate <laughs> by, <laughs> by giving this like any more time like let that just let him go home no, and fine. be miserable and have fucking whack-ass limp dick sex with his wife <laughs> like <laughs> i'm through, so do oh, they really do the sheet thing just a no, minute they, definitely
3: they, definitely.
1: they, 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 they
2: definitely. do that do that and it's that's like in like really weird like her like I
3: mean
1: they're like liberal so like they have the one hole but also the holes for the tits
2: as well <laughs> so. he's like sweetheart the, the Torah is clear on
1: this <laughs> the, or, or instead you've got like a hole for the face as well so you can look at each other <laughs> uh, yeah
2: I mean honestly oh. the one sheet that Ben Shapiro wishes he
1: had his like, fucking clan mask, and he can't do it because mm-hmm. they wouldn't accept him. Again. So <laughs> he's he's like he's like in Blazing Saddles when they dressed up. I white women. Hey, hey, boys, what's the, where's the white
3: women? <laughs> I really like. uh I don't know if you guys oh ever saw God. this clip, but do, uh, do, do any of you guys know who Dave Rubin is?
5: yes oh, no.
3: so he used to uh he's a real piece of shit he used oh to work god, for like tyt exactly. and like he was like a quote-unquote like progressive but then he like switched and now he works for like the Koch brothers yeah no he's, he's uh he's, 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 a he's a gay he's, man but yeah he's, he's like they're, um they're token gay now yeah he's like oh, okay. the new milo he, love. he
1: loves ben
3: shapiro but ben, ben shapiro, shapiro does would, not love him yeah would
1: not oh my god in this incredible clip where he's talking to ben shapiro and he's like talking about the wedding cake thing would you would you bake a a wedding cake for me and my husband and he was like well no that would be against uh my religious principle he he tries to like deflect it he's like oh well, (laughs) well why would you want me to bake a cake um but uh but you know then he's like okay well what about like uh coming to an anniversary party um and you know he can te- you can tell that he thinks that he's being really like reasonable. He's like, oh well, you know, yeah, yeah. Of course you have those beliefs, but you know, like you would come to a party, right? And he's like,
3: mm, "Is it celebrating would, your gay sex?" Or I nah? would have to, I would have
1: to consider thinking about it because um, I do not support P on P sex. <laughs>
2: Um, is I mean, that what he really thinks no. gay sex is
4: like?
3: Well, probably but <laughs> well, yeah, I mean he makes,
4: uh, the,
2: almost the bowl Sheridan. just opens and then
0: you just <laughs> 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 That's how you know he doesn't know where the clitor you know is it's Like Dwight on the office asking Toby how gay sex works How, how do you oh know which penis
2: opens up to, to accept the, the other, other penis?
3: penis. Dude. <laughs> I mean, like As far incredible. as Ben Shapiro goes, I'm sure he thinks the clitters is some country he wants to bomb. Oh, right. <laughs> it's like near Guam or something, right? <laughs>
2: It's all the same. Got brown people. I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds Arabic. I've never been there. <laughs> right?
0: Well, on that note, we're we're pretty far over time, here. <laughs> so we're gonna wrap things up. Um, thanks for thanks for listening. If you're still here, um, uh, you can find us on Facebook at Michigan Progressive. Uh you can if you like what we're doing, uh you wanna give us your money? Give you us can, money. You can be a patron on Patreon at patreon.com money slash money. Michigan <laughs> Progressive <We> can. <laughs> um anyway, thanks again. Rise and grind, uh, baby, rise and grind. Uh, I'm Benjamin Klon. I
1: am Matias Brigham.
4: I'm Allie Gonzalez.
1: Zachary Reinhardt.
4: I'm Carolyn Grimes. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, for sure. it real a pleasure. pleasure.
0: We'll see you guys soon. Peace. Yeah. Bye.
5: Yeah.